Hey, everybody. You are listening and watching the We Are Rising podcast with your host, Andrew Benjamin. I've got Jay Christian Garrett with me, my co-host. And with us, we have a very special guest. Hey, how's it going? We got uh, Josh Barnett returning to talk about Bloodsport 4 and 5, which will be this weekend and next weekend. Uh, Josh, thank you so much for talking to us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, good to be here. Uh, so I got to ask, the first thing is, uh, this show feels like it kind of just came out of nowhere. It was announced two weeks ago. How long has the show been, four or five, been, uh, how long has this been in the uh, can? Uh, well, we've been working towards uh, putting this together for actually quite some time because, you know, shows of this nature and athletes of the caliber that, that operate in blood sport just don't do things on a whim. Um, at least they don't do anything good on a whim. So uh, bad decisions uh, aside, uh, we've been quietly working towards uh, putting this whole thing together. And now we're going to see it come to fruition this weekend, the 13th, and then next weekend, the 20th. Mm -hmm. So uh, what was there with these fights? I've noticed that you have a whole bunch of, we got, you know, familiar faces. We got Chris Dickinson. We mm -hmm. got J.R. Kratos. We got some new people. We got mm -hmm. Super Beast, Bad Dude Tito, Diego Perez, Gil Guardado, who we just talked to the other day. So can you tell us about uh, some of the new people that ha that are on this Bloodsport show that, that people may not be familiar with? Well, we, we always want to establish new stars and new talent as much as possible and, and give people the ability to shine who may not be known or uh, who we think does, could, could, could use the spotlight. Also, <clears throat> with the current restrictions uh, around the world at the moment, it isn't as if uh, it's easy to, to pick from any people that we could fly in. And so we really tried to work with things from a more regional sense. But luckily enough, for where we're at right here, uh, we have access to a ton of really killer talent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you got we got uh, Diego Perez and Gil Guardado, both MMA fighters, mm -hmm. um, making both their pro wrestling debut. Um, can you just talk about that? You know, how, like using Bloodsport as a platform for people to make their debuts. You know, you know, it is a big platform for people to wrestle on. This isn't you know just you know some outlaw wrestling show. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends on who you ask and whether an outlaw wrestling show or not, but. Uh... <laughs> I mean, and we did, we, we have put this all together in a, uh, well, you know, in a, in a bit of a secret location. So uh, there's some outlaw element to it, but <laughs> someone like, uh, guys like Gil and Diego, I mean, they're, they're already professional fighters. I mean, professional wrestling is combat sports. It's, it's not that much of a, of a leap to have mm -hmm. them uh, into this environment, let alone one like blood sport, which is really tailor-made for that sort of thing mm -hmm. i just to clarify what i meant by outlaw like i meant you know <laughs> just like you know oh, i know what you mean i know exactly what you mean i'm just i'm just have, taking the piss man <laughs> okay good 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 um but i also have to ask you know like I'll, I'll say this much i have never heard anything about cornet ever covering blood sport or it ever being brought <laughs> to his attention or anything so maybe he thinks it sucks i don't know you know what I mean? Maybe he would say it's an outlaw mud show. I, I, I mean, it's not going to stop what I do. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I mean, you know what? The only reason why Cornette would probably say that is because he's afraid to get tossed around like a rag doll. And if he did, 
he probably would have popped his back out of place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this is coming from the same guy that did say uh, he pulled a gun on Brock Lesnar and then goes on and on and on about how anti-gun he is. It's like, huh? <laughs> you, you pull guns on people over stuff? I mean, that's pretty extreme. Like, don't ever do that in general. But okay. Uh, in any case, I... I've heard that he wasn't a fan of shoot wrestling like the UWF and Fujiwara Gumi and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, if he, if he didn't like that, then I don't think he would necessarily like our stuff, but to be fair, you know what? I'm not here to say that he would hate it either. Like he might really like it. He might find some of what we're doing to be great and uh, cool. You know, if he likes it, great. If other people like it, great. We have uh, what we're going to do out there and, you know, at the end of the day, man, we're, we're building stuff up with this. We're not trying to, it's not about who we're opposed with or to make a statement against him or anyone or a different organization. We're out here doing our thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And actually, I wanted to get your thoughts on the current wrestling scene right now. Um, what do you think? I want to, I know because last time we talked, I asked you about what uh, Jordan Grace had said about performance art and wrestling, but I want to mm-hmm. kind of splinter off that. I want to ask, what what do you think is missing from pro wrestling now that needs to come back or needs to just go away? Well, the thing that's missing, missing from wrestling is the thing that's been missing for wrestling for decades, and that's wrestling. Now, there's no wrestling anymore. And then the wrestlers themselves are not trained to be wrestlers. In some cases, they're even told not to even refer to themselves as wrestlers. And so without that wrestling base, without knowing how to actually um, do combat sports, then you just have choreography. And if you have choreography, well, then it's either, I mean, you're, you're basically either asking me to go and watch people try to wreck themselves like a get, like jackass or something, like, all right, wonderful. Or you're saying... Oh, well, you know, it's all art. It's, it's just choreography. Well, if it's choreography, I'll go watch Cirque du Soleil because the, the bar, um, the bar there, the, the, the level of, um, uh, the, the, the door to entry is, is so goddamn high for that, that you're getting like the one less than 1% of athletes in the world that can actually do that stuff. So I'll watch them. I'll watch the thing that you can't find anywhere else instead of watching, you know, another night's full of five foot eight, 160 pound guys doing choreography. Like, it's just like, why would I want to watch that? And, and the thing is, even the guy that wants to do high spots and choreography and whatever, if we're going to break the fourth wall about wrestling, just knowing how to wrestle legitimately and do real combat sports and real uh, martial arts doesn't mean that you then are no longer like, oh, now I have to go out and do shoot style wrestling or something. It's like, no, it just means that you're going to be a in better shape, better skilled, better equipped. It'll also make it so that you're safer in the ring. You're able to be to better tell the story that you want to out there. And, you know, treating this like it's a combat sport. Um, like I said, it'll make you safer in the ring. You're not going to blow up as easy and accidentally screw something up trying to do some big fancy uh, choreography, be out of place or dump someone on their head. Plus, if you really know how to fight, it, it's not a big deal if you're out of time. Like, screw it. You're in the wrong place at the wrong time. So what? You can make an adjustment and move the match wherever it needs to go. Oh, well, he's not in place for step one of, of 37. 
It doesn't matter. You can get to where you need to get to no matter what, because you actually know what you're doing. Oh, look, his left arm is injured in an accident. Let's say, you know, he dove out the ring and you caught him, but he posted weird and screwed his elbow up or something, right? Well, if you really know how to wrestle, you'll just go deal with the right arm instead. Or you could even safely work off of an actual injury and not hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's, right. that's the thing by really knowing, by really having, it's like, it's, I'm, I'm saying that people need more training, more skills. They need to be more competent and have to have more knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's, and, and of course that means more work. Who wants that? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know what, that kind of leads me to a question. And that's when it comes down to all these, you know, so-called influencers and celebrities that want to get into combat sports, but, probably get dropped on their head like poor Nate Robinson did. And obviously we got the Paul brothers making a mockery of, you know, mm-hmm. combat sports in general. What are your thoughts about celebrities, especially athletes trying to get into sports? Uh, I mean, trying to get into our line of combat sports. Well, I might be unusual in that anybody that get that is encouraged to get in the ring, get punched in the face, I support it period Mm -hmm. i go out there and get punched in the face you need to get punched in the face everybody needs to be out there punching and getting punched in the face at least a little bit in their life to learn that hey guess what you didn't win you're still you're still a person of value like you still stood up and got it and got hit like you were better that day okay that's fine but you also realize that you could deal with more than you think you could that you're not as fragile as you thought you were and as fragile as you know maybe voices around you might try to lead you to believe that somehow getting your nose crooked um, somehow makes you less of an individual and, and instead not more of an individual because you've been through more and you have more experience to draw from, that you've, you've dealt with adversity and you gave your, you now have something to work through in your own self and find out what's more important about who you are than simply uh, the impressions or, or opinions of those outside of you, right? So um, people being put in the ring, I'm all for it. Uh, as for the Pauls, I mean, I'll say this much. It's Jake, Jake Paul is the one that had the fight last time against the NBA guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he looks like a substantially better boxer than his brother. And to be perfectly honest, I guess both of them were really fairly decorated, uh, uh, wrestlers in high school. So they're real athletes. I'll give them that. As for it being a mockery, I think the mockery part of it is just simply that they're able to cash in on it as, as much as they do without having the having. Well, let's use the the, the term from from wrestling, having paid their dues. Right. But it's not them. It's us. If we don't pay for it, then it doesn't become the thing that it is. If people don't watch Jake and Logan's YouTube idiocy then mm-hmm. there is no it's like then then how do they become famous off of it how is it that that becomes incentivized for other people to do it if you didn't watch the kardashians you didn't make them any money we don't have a kardashians to complain about and uh mm-hmm. at the end of the day i can't get mad at someone for making something i find a, you know you know a, absolutely debased and stupid and, and of hardly any value to society they mm-hmm. just did what they were going to do and people incentivize them to keep doing it. So hell, I mean, what was it? Kim Kardashian got in the White House to, to talk about prison reform. Uh, so maybe she isn't. Maybe she's as dumb as we incentivize her to be. 
I don't know what that prison reform was. I don't know how well, I mean, I'm sure she, she took some time on it. I'm not here to be like, fuck you, Kim Kardashian. But I mean, I'm here to say that we don't even really know what that could really be because uh, over how many, how many years now has this person been incentivized to keep delivering the same stuff? And I can, at, at the very least, I will say that the stuff that is delivered sucks and it's trash and it wouldn't ever be on any screen in my house for any reason whatsoever. I mean, it's of the nature where if you came to my house and you, and you were hanging out and you were staying with me and I saw you were watching, I'd be like, that's not fucking happening. There is not a single viewership that is going to be counted out of my house for trash like that. No fucking way. But the thing is, yeah, but the thing is, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg? You know, what did we incentivize? And, and so I don't, I don't put my time and my efforts into trying to prop up things that I don't, that I don't back or that I don't think are good. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to watch Jake Paul. I'll watch a, a GIF maybe online somewhere and see how it turned out. Maybe it'll come across my peer review just anyways. But you know what? If they're going to make money, maybe, hey, didn't they like give a bunch of that money to charity too? I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe it's a win-win. Uh, At the very least, they're getting hit. Too. I mean, Mr. Barnett, I would like to think so, but I think that came in the bout afterwards, the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. exhibition. Dude, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> look, I I, my, my thing is let them go out there, let people fight. I insist. You know what I mean? I, I just think, hell, uh, my opinion, uh, you give give me the, the grand, the grand poobah of some country. It's like our national sport is wrestling and everyone has to wrestle. Even the kid in a wheelchair, like I'll help that person wrestle. You, we used to have a kid uh, who had, um, uh, was it cerebral palsy? Something like his legs just didn't function right properly. So what I do? Ah, well, he can't really play guard this way. So I'll work around this. Uh, I'll teach him a bunch of leg locks. So if he gets caught in any leg entanglements, if someone decides to drop on his leg, it's like, well, Worst case scenario, yeah, he's probably going to snap your leg because you won't feel it, but you won't feel it, so you'll tear his shit off. You know what I mean? Like, let's take whatever is considered a disadvantage and let's figure out how to turn it into an advantage. Let's. I'm not going to approach you and say, woe is you. I'm going to say, all right, well, what do we have to deal with? We'll accept that, and then we'll move forward. We'll create off of that. And in some way, we might even find where it can be our advantage. And, you know, putting putting people on the mats, having people be able to – have a like to willingly put themselves in the face of adversity and overcoming is is just mm -hmm. a, a healthy endeavor for everybody mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly and now come to think of it i got one fan question from one set of fan questions from gentlemen's mm -hmm. combat at gentlemen's combo and this one is pretty humorous did you lock everybody that's going to be on the blood sport cards in a room with the legendary Vocon just I mean, with Volkan's legendary career just playing 24-7. <laughs> but the other one is serious. What made you expand on your choice of competitors by going just beyond the pro wrestling landscape for these two cars? Well, for the first question, who I, I'm not saying I didn't, and they might still be in that room because we have a card <laughs> coming up on the 13th and on the 20th. So perhaps a few people are going to be stuck there for a while. I mean, it could be worse in the world than having to watch Volkan, and he does have a lot of content, even though I still cannot find that match versus Masakatsu Fanaki that I want to see so bad. 
Volcom it's for probably life. Probably in the deep dark crevices of the internet. You just have to reach real hard for it. I don't even know if that's dark web capable right there. I don't even that's, know if that's hiding hiding out there on Silk Road. <laughs> uh, second question. Uh, well, um, to make what we're trying to make, um, sometimes you're going to have to go and find the talent from other places. And, mm, you know, the, one of the problems with professional wrestling is that people aren't actually, they don't have any actual combat sports background anymore. And it's not that you need to be an MMA fighter per se, but you need to know, I mean, my fundamental opinion is that to be a professional wrestler, you need to train like a combat athlete, period. I don't care if you want to go out there and have a career that is more reminiscent of Ricochet or Osprey or these other people, but however you want to do whatever it is you're doing in wrestling, you need to have a legitimate foundation first. That is my opinion. That's how I was trained. And in fact, all the legendary stars that people always like to go about from the WWE or WWF and NWA and all Japan and New Japan and so on and so on and so on. And even all the Joshi girls and so on and so on all have legit training. All of them, every single one of them, every single one of them was like a high level athlete of some sort. And then, you know, like with Ric Flair, college recruit uh, for football, powerlifting. And then wh where does he get trained? By Billy Robinson and, and Vern Gagne in a freaking barn. It, look, and, and who's his training mates? The Iron Sheik, like an international level Greco-Roman competitor. Uh, what was it? Chris... Um, I forget his last name, but, you know, Olympian. Chris Adams, right? Yeah. Or Chris, Chris Adams, Chris, uh, I forget, but he's famous for being suplexed by the, the German guy and, and Greco. But, you know, oh. you know, he's an Olympic level. He's an Olympic level freestyle Greco-Roman athlete competed in the Olympics. That's who his training partners were. You know what I mean? So um, you got to find the talent where it exists. And you know what? It, that's one of the things about, I think, Bloodsport and me uh, being at the helm of this thing is that I can, I can use the, the knowledge that I've gained from, from, from my coaches in professional wrestling and combat sports to be able to see opportunity where others wouldn't, wouldn't think about it and to also even talk to folks that hadn't, maybe they hadn't considered that they could do professional wrestling. And this isn't all that different from how uh, the UWF was or rings or any of these other organizations that had drawn in guys that would eventually like a Volcan. I mean, where does that guy come from? Right. You know, you go to Russia, Russia. <laughs> and you hear, yeah, Russia and you hear about some dude doing all this crazy stuff and you go, how would you like to come and be in this thing called rings? And he goes, what? Well, actually, technically, I think it was uh, towards the end of the second UWF was his first match. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. But, you know, that's what I like about Bloodsport is that you'll have names you recognize. You know, you got your Jeff Cobbs, you got Kratos, Chris Dickinson. And then you look down. Oh, Super Beast, Bad, Bad Dude Tito, Nolan Edwards, uh, Diego Perez. You, you have like a mix of a little bit of everything. It's not the same people. That's a one thing I have mm -hmm. a problem with indies now is that I see too much of the same people. And that's not that I'm – it's not a – it's kind of like I like to see new people mixed with, with regulars. You know what I'm saying? And people who I know yeah. – are, they're being booked on Bloodsport because they there's they can do something that others cannot, or that very very few other pro wrestlers cannot. 
Right. And, you know, you like to give people an opportunity and you'd like to keep things nice and fresh for the viewers out there and just for the pro professional wrestling environment at whole. It, it's not surprising that it gets incestuous at times. And I don't think that's, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody means any harm by it. And it's no intention to diminish the wrestling uh, product and environment, uh, especially because these guys are trying to get all the bookings they can get because they, they're trying to make a living out of it. And, you know, it's not like there's a ton of money in doing indie wrestling in and of itself. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, but, but definitely, I've seen wrestlers when they, after a Buzzport show, they've mm -hmm. gone on to much bigger, like Lindsay Snow, after yeah. she wins the tournament. Suddenly yeah. she's on WWE TV and AEW TV. I don't think it's a coincidence. Okay, yeah, well. Basically, uh, Lindsay uh, Snow and Layla Hirsch went on to AEW is what Andrew was trying to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, and prior to that, um, J.R. Kratos went to All Japan Pro Wrestling. He also is working with New Japan Pro Wrestling now. Chris Dickinson is doing stuff with New, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, Killer Cross is in WWE. Tim Thatcher is in WWE. Uh, well, you know, I, I'm not going to apologize for being a place that allows wrestlers to go to that next that next stepping stone. In fact, uh, leading into Bloodsport 3, there was an athlete that uh, was – first time working with us and he's doing press stuff and I'm sending him a few different things and and he go I said hey you know I really appreciate you doing all the work uh in this regard and, and doing these press things and he goes honestly this is the most uh interest I've gotten for anything I've ever done in professional wrestling and I really appreciate it and for me it's like oh fantastic you know uh, we're all winning here it's and this is this is an after effect of, of what we're trying to do. And again, you know, constantly look, let's build things up. Let's not tear things down. Uh, let's not, uh, let, let's try to, to see where we, what we can create, not, not what we can just um, siphon off of like, like vampirically or parasitically. Let's, let's create new things. And uh, um, yeah, you know, it's, I'm pretty glad to see these people get their, get their opportunities. And I, and, you know, I, I talked about this, Early today, this has been a day full of interviews. I mean, come um, to think of it, would you basically say the same thing for a guy you once faced almost a decade ago in Hideki Suzuki? Mm -hmm. Because I think well, he's the one over to the WWE, if I'm not mistaken. I do not know the details fully of that, but I mean, if it happened, I would not be surprised. Um, also would be another one of my one of my boys, so to speak, in WWE, uh, as I have helped train Hideki for some time, although truly, you know, Miyuko Miyato and Billy Robinson are his, his coaches. But, uh, you know, I've known Hideki, man, probably since 2006 or seven, maybe 2000, or maybe it is. Basically. Yeah. And uh, I remember when Billy had me wrestle him uh, in the gym just to see, to see what he could do, you know, to get, you know, put him on the mat with me. And uh, I've been working with that dude uh, ever since. And I try to see him every time I come to Japan. And I really do think that he is one of the most underrated, uh, under, under, you know, most unknown, m massive talents in Japanese professional wrestling. I think he is as good as it gets. And uh, uh, I love seeing any success that he may have and would love to even just, see what it'd be like to get back in the ring with him again after so long ago. But uh, I think maybe 
part of the reason that we have seen our wrestlers leave or not leave necessarily, but, but after being in blood sport, find other elevated or, or big show opportunities. My theory is that because everything is stripped away and it's just the wrestler themselves out there on the mats and it gives somebody, let's say it's a scout, the, the most purest look on who that person is and what they can do and how they can emote and how they can tell a story and, and how they can go out there and perform. And what, 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 what is this wrestler at their core? Well, you can see that here because there's no, they can't lean on a bunch of goofy gimmicks and stuff. There's no pre-scripted um, uh, 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 promos. There's no and pre-scripted montages yeah, like, or promos or anything no, like that. that. It's all stripped down. You gotta, you gotta be out there in the ring as you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mm-hmm. one big question I gotta ask is, and I've been trying to, I've used every everything to try to find out what it is. But Buzzboard Five, we have no, there's no been no announcement. I try to look at those T-shirts as close as possible to see if I can recognize. <laughs> we know you name. guys are gonna do that. Oh, and you, you guys, you know, you should work for the CIA because you're good at, you're good at covering up <laughs> shit. Uh, but Buzzboard Five, is there something? Is there, what can you say about Blood Force 5, basically? I can say that there will be people who will fight. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, And it's, but I'll say this much. If looking at the roster from all previous Blood Sports and even this Blood Sport 4 coming up uh, February 13th, it's comprised of uh, maybe new faces and old faces, but the thing that they all have in common is they're when they can all fight. They're all getting in that ring to lay it on the line, and that we go out there and we find the absolute best of the best in professional wrestling and let them shine. And we find people that you're used to seeing in one vein, and we put them in this ring, and it becomes it's like they can come alive in a completely different, a uh, completely different way. So that's what we're going to deliver. That's what you can expect from us. The other, the other big question I have is, um, and I know, uh, I don't know if this is you know on your end, but um, I know that the show's not a fight. I know you guys are doing your own, uh, you're doing this through your mm-hmm. own platform. Um, can you just tell us about, you know, wanting to do it through your own platform and not doing it through fight? Is there anything that you can talk about that? And you know, um, I think the, I mean, it's just a, a bit of a control and business decision, but it's not as if we have any problems with fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but, you know, I was like so surprised. I was like, oh, Buzzwords, they're, they're, they're going all in. They are going all in. They're saying, you know, it's going to be all us. Say, you know, I, I got to admire that, you know, you know, saying that, you know, we're going to be the ones operating this. So no, I well, think- we have a, we have a lot of faith in our product and, and we did a lot of, we've had a lot of uh, good groundwork done on bloodsport.watch to make it so that you know, everybody that tunes in will be able to see it. Now I'm curious uh, to talk about, uh, MMA right now. What is your status right now? We know we had the Bellator uh, announcement today. I don't know. Is you still with Bellator or what is what's going on with that? I am. I'm still with Bellator, and I'm guessing the announcement is the light heavyweight tournament. Is that is that what was announced today? Yeah. yeah uh, that and the fact that they're going to be on Showtime, which was where you mm-hmm. fought many moons ago for Strike Force. Yeah, I had a good relationship with Showtime. I really enjoyed being there. In fact, uh, I started that Showtime relationship, and I'll. Uh, in all actuality, with Shayna Baszler and Elite XC and Show XC. So my dealings with Showtime go as far back as the beginning of, like, 
when I initially started training and managing Shayna and you know, brought her up through, uh, well, worked with her at the uh, Elite, XC. Uh, Elite XC, but also prior to that, there were some other shows that I booked her for and what have you. But yeah, through the Elite XC show XC platform, that's when I initially got uh, um, introduced to, to Showtime and combat sports. And then again, the team with Strikeforce and what have you. Uh, we, we, I also want to know about uh, two people we've interviewed in the past, two students of yours, Alyssa Garcia, Victor Henry. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what are they up to now? How are they? I know Victor Henry, unfortunately, you know, he just had a fight that didn't go his way just recently. But what, uh, what's he been doing? What's Alyssa Garcia been doing? Uh, well, Alyssa, <clears throat> because of uh, having a kid and, and mom stuff, she will oh, plus with all the, the pandemic. She went back to school. And she's working on a new occupation, but oh. uh, still manages to find some some time to come into the to the gym every now and again. With Victor, he's constantly in the gym, constantly training, working with <laughs> folks, and and uh, staying busy in that regard. But it's tough to 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 find anywhere for them to fight, especially because they are mostly associated with fighting in Japan. And right now, if you were to even get a visa to come over and compete uh, uh then there's a 14 a two-week 14-day quarantine period of course the mm. promotions don't really want to put up a fighter for two weeks uh, a fighter in a corner for two weeks worth of hotel time and per diem money and all those sort of things and so there's a bit of a restriction there on us being able to uh compete over in japan right now hopefully that can be alleviated here in the near future but right now it's just a bit of a pain in the ass and as for possibly fighting in the u.s i mean look we're victor has a place in in japanese mma that is you know highly elevated him going and fighting somewhere in the states for like peanuts just doesn't do anything for his career plus he deserves that title shot exactly he's earned that title shot uh that bantamweight title shot when he uh, when he can go over there as mm-hmm. well. Um, 2021. Correct. Will we finally get Josh Barnett versus John Moxley? Is this the year? I don't know. Is <laughs> it, I, I feel like every time this is like the Khabib Tony of of blood sport. It's just like every time it comes up, something just fucks it up. Unfortunately, I have a strong suspicion that it will come to fruition this year. Oh, good. Okay, it would be so good if it could finally happen. It just, it feels like, I feel like this fight, it's, I feel like, I can't remember, like, the first time, like, how long ago? Two years ago was it for supposed to first happen? I, I think, think so, yeah. It could be, it could mean, be that long if, if that match can't happen, I mean, I think we all would love to see you be the last fight for Fedor Emelianenko as well. Let's be real. You and me both. Uh, I feel like there is no better person for him to have a retirement bout than to be with me. And this isn't even about winning or losing. This is just about being able to have that one final opportunity to be, to share the ring with your friend. Now about also for Bloodsport, one of the things we do is when we review Bloodsport shows, we always pick three wrestlers who we like to see in a Bloodsport show. I'm just curious to know mm-hmm. for you, who would you like to, you know, money's not an issue. There's no pandemic. Who would you like to see? Who would you ideally like to book for a Bloodsport show in the future? Kyoshi Tamara. Um, Bobby Lashley and, uh, uh, God, 
so many of the people that I would pick are old and retired. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, let's say, uh, take your time. Uh, damn. Hell, some of them are even dead now. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe Nobuhiko Takata. I don't know. Okay. Well, know, about the, I was going to say Sakuraba. That, well, yeah, Sakuraba would be great. Um, it's, it's, that's more plausible than you think. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to think of the more difficult ones. Oh, okay, gotcha. I thought you were going to say Volkan. Well, like- of course I would say Volkan, <laughs> but he is like ultra retired now. So that's out of the equation. Unfortunately, Vader has passed away. So that wouldn't be an option. Uh, Maeda-san is also quite retired. Uh, there's so many amazing, well, Alexander Karelin would have been top of my list, but again, so retired, it's not even funny. Ah, well, you know. Hmm. What about Kazuyuki Fujita? You know, I don't know what Fujita's up to. He's been, I guess he's doing Noah stuff right now, isn't he? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would love to have Fujita and, uh, even, um, uh, come on, uh, Sugiara. Because uh, Sugiara is an old training partner, and I, I know people. So weird. The internet has so much more access to information, yet people are so, like, some things get so lost in the weeds. It, it's like it never existed. Yeah. And uh, it's like uh, uh, I cornered Sugiara in like a whole bunch of his fights. Like I, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like so having him in in the Bloodsport ring would be killer. Shinsuke Nakamura, if he'd be interested. Mm-hmm. What about Kendo Kashin? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I don't know that he would want to. He, he's an interesting individual, and he's a real sweetheart of a man. He's a, he's a killer guy, and I've had the pleasure of having him in the gym lots of times. Um, good dude. I just, I don't know. I don't know if he'd even want to do it. Maybe he would. Maybe not. Hard to well, say. Actually, so I'm curious to know as well, you know, Kendo Kashi needs competing with the mask on both in MMA and in wrestling. Uh, yeah. Super Beast. I know that he wears a mask. Will we see a mask Super Beast? Will he be the first mask wrestler in a Bloodsport match? I, I mean, 15 bucks and you can find out. Uh, that's true. That's true. I, I actually, <laughs> actually, I want to ask. So, yeah, which also, which match are you looking forward to the most? Which one do you think is going to be... I, though I guess I don't, not necessarily like fight the night, but like which one mm. are you personally looking forward to the most? Mm. No, the nice thing about these is that you know, when when you go for this kind of sentiment, and then somebody that you never expected to just completely steals the thunder, which is <laughs> kind of a great thing to be honest. Um, I know Dickinson has been working his ass off, mm-hmm. and I. I know that Jeff Cobb has just had a stellar um, Wrestle Kingdom match. You know, that was back in uh, beginning of, on, on the fourth. But still, mm-hmm. I, I think that he's probably riding some adrenaline, some high from that. And to see those two go at it, uh, I think he's going to be quite fantastic. Um, I'm also curious to see what what Baby Boy Smith Jr. is going to be able to do with this big, young, hungry kid and Calvin Tankman. Especially because with, I mean, there, there's hardly anybody stronger out there than David Boy Smith Jr. But, mm-hmm. you know, 355 pound, the former football player, high school wrestler, you know, he who loves to lead with his hands could be, could be 
an interesting layout for this one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was also going to say Super Beast versus Bad Boy, T- Bad Dude Tito. Listen, that. Well, that, that, yeah, that, I, I think that that will surprise quite a few people because simply, um, I don't know if people know this, but Bad Dude Tito has been training jiu-jitsu for years now and competes in tournaments. I was going to say, I saw Ooh. one of his videos on YouTube. Uh, but he was he was a lot a lot heavier. I think he was about maybe like he was like two hundred thirty pounds. Or something. I think he's lost a little bit of weight since then. Uh, but yeah, I saw one of his videos, and yeah, he's a he's a legit jujitsu guy. Yeah, for real, he's got legit skills. I've actually grappled with him before on the mats, and so uh, I know that he he is capable. And so, you know, that big unknown of, of what what are you going to get out of Super Beast uh, and and Bad Dude Tito being seen in this different light, I mean, that that does lend itself to some. Some interesting out- outcomes here, but I also I like it because you took the two coolest names, and you're when you're probably looking there, it's like let's see who am I booking? Let's see Super Beast versus <laughs> Diego Perez, nah. Super Beast versus Cobb, <laughs> nah. Super Beast versus Bad Boy, Bad Dude Tito. That 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 just that's something you put on a marquee. That is that is a wrestling <laughs> marquee. That is wrestling marquee that you yeah. put outside the venue. It so, is fitting in and of itself, and it's got a ring to it. I like it. Uh, Christian, I want to throw uh, throw it to you. Any last uh, minute? Any last questions you have for uh, Mr. Barnett? Well, actually, I have one question. I mean, we've seen the resurgence of strong style wrestling. I mean, shoot style wrestling in the United States with promotions like Paradigm Pro out in the Kentuckyana area, Louisville, Kentucky, Sellersburg, Indiana. I think there's a promotion out in my neck of the woods, Houston, Texas called Kamisama Wrestling, which is basically just pure professional wrestling. But considering your success with shoot style wrestling and the fact that these blood sports shows have gone off pretty damn well, if I might add, do you think that there would be a future for, you know, blood sport to become its own legitimate offshoot promotion, like some sort of UWFI for the future wrestling fans. I think that if you really want to do UWFI type stuff, you're going to need a ring with ropes and the whole nine and rope escapes. And, you know, people forget that uh, the UWFI is essentially um, spotlight emphasizing the rules of professional wrestling. I mean, those, the rules of the UWF, except for the fact of adding the limited elements to, um, to knockdowns and, and rope escapes. Mm-hmm. Those are the rules of pro wrestling. That, that is, people forget that pro wrestling has rules. Well, that's what they are. And so by really structuring things in a, in a really hyper-specific way around those rules and then turning it and really emphasizing the sport aspect of it, I think that it, it, it is something that needs the full sporting treatment. And would I love to do that? You're goddamn right. But the thing I would need is to have a full-time dojo with full-time athletes, uh, like at least 20 of them. And I would have to pretty much either retrain or train them all from the ground up. That's the only way I see making something like that happen. As for shoot style and the the blood sport becoming uh, its own, yeah, I think that it will become its own element. And I would love to have essentially... uh, a set uh, schedule and amount of events throughout the year. And maybe that could build to something uh, to a, a, fi- a final event every year. 
Uh, I would love that. Um, as, and with the fact of other people doing shoot style, you know, events, I see a lot of imitation or attempt, but uh, I don't see a lot of uh, actual, you know, uh, follow through. But that's not for me to say that you shouldn't do it. That's for me to say that I love that the interest is there. I hope that these people that, that want to do this um, concept are doing it more for than just the idea of thinking that they see green and, you know, another gimmick to, to maybe, you know, run until they, until they hot shot the tent, until they hot shot the territory and it dies, you know, and I hope that they really, they really have belief in this. And from that, I hope that it, it, it encourages them to go into what, is necessary to make these shows the best that they can be the fundamental elements of it. And they just keep working on it because it's easy to sit there and say like, Oh, that person is a copycat of this or, Oh, that person tried X, Y, Z, but they did it badly. And it's like, well, okay, great. Well, what, what is your solution? You know, should we, should we just sit back and do nothing then should nobody, you know, ever venture forth into new territory for fear of failure or fear of other people disliking it. I mean, I know you, you should temper things and you should, you should be able to rationally un, you know, get a listen and see the through line through comments, not just to be um, incensed by someone saying you're dumb or it sucks or whatever, but, but try to see like if there's any, there's any through line and to, into the comments, the negative and the positive, and try to link them together and use that information to, to create um, le legitimate uh, improvement in what it is that you're doing. And so to me, I'm here to say like, yeah, well, it ain't easy. And if it was easy, everyone would do it. And so I want to see people, you know, use, use that, that use even my criticism to just continue to build a better product and, and, and don't, don't throw it away. Don't quit on it. And, and you know, what? And, and this is speaking to that person that, like I said, is not just trying to jump on what they think a fad is. And they're not trying to use it as a gimmick. If you're serious about it, then I, you know, I think it's great. Mm -hmm. right, right, right. And one more question I got to ask, and I promise this will be the last one. What's the one thing you would tell a novice about something like blood sport, about something like catch wrestling or shoot wrestling or even oh. UWFI rules that, you know, would probably pass by a regular casual fan's head? Uh, uh, well, let's say... Um, you know, hey, the reason that the people, the whole point of professional wrestling is to show adversity, conflict, and overcoming, which is <laughs> universal, which is, I don't need to know what the commentator is saying. I don't need to know what the athletes are saying. They don't have to speak my language, but what I watch in the ring is, is universal, is, is understood by all, is understood on a deeper human level. And so when you watch these things, you're watching people you're watching people out there just letting it all hang out and telling the stories with their physicality with with their true intention and the sincerity they're not trying to win you over by showing you a cool outfit they're not trying to win you over by by you know a catchphrase or a theme song no they're they're letting their their hearts do the work and their hearts you know and their fists do the swinging <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Understood. Andrew, you can go ahead and finish it off now. Yep, yep. If you want to catch uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 4 and 5, uh, go to Bloodsport.watch. And they have uh, they have uh, bundles, they have merch bundles uh, as well. So if you want to get a t-shirt as well, you can get a t-shirt mm-hmm. with the show as well. Um, you have the Bloodsport 4 card, which you can find everywhere. Bloodsport 5 is a mystery, but I have no doubt it will be... There's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be a juicy card when it when it when it finally comes out uh, to the public. Uh, one hundred percent. We will deliver bloodsport.watch, like he says. You can also go to the I believe it's at JB Bloodsport on Twitter, yeah. and there's Josh Barnett Bloodsport on Instagram and Game Changer Wrestling's uh, accounts on Instagram and on Twitter. And we're, we're putting up as much information as possible. There's a Josh Barnett Bloodsport uh, Facebook fan page as well as my own Josh Barnett fan page. And just trying to make sure that we have as many avenues to just get the information to you and also do things like share all these freaking awesome assets we've created from incredible graphic design work, great music work from guys like Josh from the metal band Silosis and the photography of Ryan Loco, you know, Mm. um, Mm. I mean, I'm blessed to have a friend like Ryan Loco and lucky enough that, uh, also, James Law, another highly touted combat sports photographer, um, to be able to come and shoot some of this stuff. And, you know, we couldn't be any luckier. There's also the guy, he always makes those like 1980s VCR type trailers. Oh, the, now uh, you're talking to, you're talking to my already. boy, IQ Wrestler. IQ, IQ Wrestler, Wrestler, that's it. Yes. Yes. Man, yes, yes. IQ Wrestler is that. You know, it's good that he he can't actually come to these shows because I did say, yeah, you know, if I ever meet you, I'll probably give you the biggest hug ever to the point that it'll crush you inside your wheelchair and you'll become man and machine, which I don't know if that would kill him or just make him stronger. Probably the latter. Uh, that kid is, is fantastic. And uh, I love that dude. And, and he is uh, a pure heart out there. And he always does really awesome stuff for us. And, and he will make highlight videos for really what I think is a steal for any professional wrestler or MMA fighter out there. And I know that it will deliver. Um, I mean, if anything, and, I'm, and I hate to interrupt, even though it's kind of my thing, I'm sorry. Gomen aside, Mr. Barnett sign, but still, yeah. people don't give, people do not give IQ Wrestler or Pure Wave enough credit for the work that they do when it comes down to you know, showing these great highlight videos and beautifying this beautiful, bloody art form we call combat sports. They yeah, really I, I agree with that. They don't get enough credit. Um, this guy, I think his name is Rob. He just did a Masakatsu Funaki highlight video, which I retweeted, uh, that, that IQ Wrestler also retweeted. And, uh, you know, I watched it. It was, it was badass. It was a great... Uh, look into Masakatsu Funaki as the wrestler and it was it was incredibly well done and uh you know I've known IQ oh god I think he might have made his a first highlight of me back in maybe like 07 or 08 or I don't know how long ago it was and I just got in touch with the dude and have been in touch ever since and wherever he's at you know I, I got his back I'm a Patreon supporter of him as well um and when whatever he says he needs, I try to help him with it because I really think the kid is great. I definitely feel like he was an unsung hero when it, or, or one of the help people who helped kind of like make Bloodsport like what it is, you know, by that. The, I think when he made that uh, that video of you and, and Minoru Suzuki or the, the show mm-hmm. that was the Minoru Suzuki uh, 
show. I think that's when people like when they just saw it there. That's when like oh, I think oh, I saw a lot more interest coming to Bloodsport after that he made that highlight video uh, for that show. Oh yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, he is very talented, um, and you know if if you listen to his Kensuke highlight, I do the voiceover work in it, and it's you know he asked me and I'm like, yeah, whatever you want, dude. Like I'll, I'll, however I can help. (laughs) Uh, And that's, that's, you know, another thing, build things up. You know, I want to build up IQ wrestler the way IQ wrestler helps build us up, you know, from the small to the great, you know, we can do a lot if, if we can, if we can, you know, open ourselves to, to working with other people. And again, trying to build on things, trying to create good stuff and try to, you know, by, by making our stuff better and, and collaborating with folks and, and getting together, it, it's way more successful than trying to take something down so that we can look like we're, we're higher up on the hill. Mm-hmm. And I could definitely tell everybody that Bloodsport 4 and 5 will definitely be on the high uphill. And I cannot wait for these shows, Josh. I'm glad that yeah. you, I'm, I'm glad they're coming out, you know, at, at this time. As you said on the radio show, you know, a lot of bad shit's happened. You know, we just gotta kind of fight it out. I think that's I think that's a great yeah. way to put it. Um, if we're gonna be locked in our homes or who knows what, man, look, nothing left to do. Let's fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, just again, everybody wants to check out Bloodsport Four and Five. Bloodsport Four is this Saturday, uh, seven p.m. Uh, Bloodsport Watch, and same thing for uh, Bloodsport Five next Saturday, uh, the twentieth. Uh, you can watch both on Bloodsport Watch. Bun- they have bundles to watch both. You can watch one or the other. T-shirt bundles as well. Uh, but regardless, it's gonna be both are gonna be fantastic shows. And Josh, thank you so much again for talking to us. I really appreciate it. And yeah, we're bo- we're both looking forward to these shows and all the future Blood Force shows that will happen. Uh, thank you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, oh, thank you very much again for your time. We really appreciate it. Take care and have a great night, guys. Thank you very much.